Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. Sam is a certified psychic medium, wellness coach, and is the executive director of Grounded Roots Wellness Incorporated and is your answer to finding wellness in every area of life. Good morning and welcome everyone to Grounded Roots with Sam Black. I am your host, Sam Black, and I am live this morning in a rainy Niagara Falls, Ontario. But you know what? Spring is in the air. I actually got to sleep with the window open and listen to the raindrops and hear the birds this morning. And, you know, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. Nothing like spring to bring hope back into the air and everyone to look forward to the warmth of summer. And, you know, this morning, my guest is really like that warmth of summer. She's just such a wonderful, wonderful guest, um, Tammy Adams. We're going to be talking all about grief recovery and the process of grieving and how we can empower ourselves to go through that process and give ourselves permission to go through that process. And, you know, if you're this is your first time coming on the show, this show really is all about bringing wellness into every area of life. So I love bringing on a variety of guests who have different areas of expertise because, you know, wellness isn't just about health. You know, we really need wellness in every area of life. So with our relationships and with grieving. So without further ado, I will bring on my lovely guest, Tammy. I just absolutely adore her and I think you will too. And Tammy is a coach and she also specializes in the grief recovery method. Um, as well as in Reiki. So it's a wonderful combination. And her greatest satisfaction comes from making a difference in the world around her, especially individual lives. She's a creative problem solver and understands the values of differences, thriving on assisting others to understand themselves and bring them to recognize new and positive ways of living and wondering. Tammy, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Sam. Oh, you're loud and clear. I can hear you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And I loved your introduction. Yes, spring's in the air and it's so amazing. I know. I know. Have you got a rainy day where you are today too? Oh, yes. Yes, we've had several of them. (laughs) Yes, we have too. And it's so funny. We'll have people coming in and, and they'll say, oh, you know, this rain, who ordered that? And I just say, you know what? It's absolutely wonderful. We had a really dry summer last year. We didn't really have a whole lot of snow this year. So all this rain is going to nurture our earth and allow all the flowers to grow in a very short time. So I love having the rain here. And that's a really nice segue into grief because grief comes down to a choice as to how we're going to feel in a certain situation. So just like the rain, you know, you can look at it like it's ruined your picnic 
or you can recognize that the rain has appeared and then how else can we enjoy this gathering together? Mm, I love that example. I love that. And, you know, it's so true how, how we respond to things really is what will define the story for us as opposed to the actual event itself because so many different people have different responses and, you know, different healing times and things like that. But, you know, it, it does really come down to choice. So I love that you point that out. Yeah, that's that's pretty well the basis to the grief recovery method is um, it, there's, there, it's an alternative to traditional therapy in the fact that the first part of the program is actually an educational piece to basically unlearn what we think we know about grief and then to be given small, correct tools to be able to um, discover and complete unfinished business. Mm, very interesting. Very interesting. So before we get into grief recovery and really what that's all about and how to bring it into our world, Tammy, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about what led you to practicing grief recovery? Well, my background, um, the bulk of my career actually has been in education. And I've been involved in education from birth. So I was a nursery school teacher. That's where my career started. And then it morphed into doing enrichment programs at the elementary school level. And then I went on to teach at the college level, and I ended up managing post-secondary programs at the end of my so-called corporate career, I guess. And in that educational piece, there was a lot of um, coaching that entered in in regards to supporting students. And um, so kind of nestled into that educational component. I was also um, a career counselor for many years. And when I decided to leave the corporate world and and go off on my own, um, I had collected a lot of different tools, like you had mentioned, for my toolbox. So, you know, I, I can help people assess their personalities. Um, I do access bars. I do Reiki. I do the one command. And they all nestle in together really nicely. They also support grief recovery very nicely. But I was finding that there was there was just kind of a hole. There was a missing piece in the toolbox. And I wasn't really sure what that piece was. And then I discovered the grief recovery. And it now has actually moved to the forefront of my business. And That's um sick. Well, and the really nice thing about it is when you become certified in this method, you go through the process yourself, right from start to finish. So, you know, you're not only guiding someone from from an educational perspective that you've learned how to use the method, but you've also gone through each of the steps yourself. And, you know, that's so important, you know. As you know, that's what we do when we're teaching coaching with CCF. We really bring people through the process because then you understand what it's like to be the coach and the client. And, you know, we do that in Site K as well. Um, So I love that you really go through that process. It gives you a really good idea of how your clients are going to feel going through that process. So I really love that. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the bonus for me. Wonderful. And like you say, I went through the coaching program with you and exactly the same thing 
we were able to sit on both sides of the equation, which just gave strength to our training. And we could come back and speak from a, um, an application perspective as opposed to, you know, reading a book and writing a test and, and then learning it as we went along. Absolutely. It makes a really, really big difference. And it also reminds us to be vulnerable, you know, because sometimes when we go through that textbook training, it's very removed from ourselves and it's very much about, you know, practitioner and client as opposed to partnering with someone and, and walking them through an experience. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a fantastic model and I can totally see how it would blend really well with your coaching and Reiki practices as well. Yeah. Very nice fit. Oh, that's wonderful. So, Tammy, can you tell us a little bit about grief itself and how it impacts the people who have it? Well, grief has a couple definitions. Um, one of the definitions is it's the normal and natural reaction to an emotional loss. The second definition is grief is the conflicting feelings caused by the end or change in a familiar pattern of behavior. It's cumulative, and it's cumulatively negative. And the longer I do this work, we're taught in our society that grief really applies to death or maybe divorce. But there's over 40 reasons why someone may grieve, and they're not all sad, because it could simply be a change in something that you're used to. So you might move out of your parents' house to get married. You might graduate from a program. You might move to another city. And while these things are all exciting, there's still a change in something that's familiar. And so the longer I do this work, I'm really starting to believe that the question no longer is, am I grieving? But the question is, am I aware that I have suppressed grief? of something that, you know, I haven't really thought of in years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I can tell you firsthand when I was leaving my previous career in social work and child welfare, it wasn't a voluntary leaving. You know, I was leaving because yeah. with the brain injury, they wouldn't sign me back. There was too many issues that would impact my job there. And I really had to go through that grief process. And, you know, there are still some days where I still miss it, but I think I'm on the other side now, Tammy. I think I'm there. But, you know, it was a very difficult process to go through. And um, certainly it was a big loss. It was a big loss and something I worked towards for so long, something I loved, the families I worked with, I missed terribly. And, you know, I had to really go through the process. So I really wish I'd known you then, Tammy. You might have been able to make that process a little easier for me. Well, and I think that's really important, Sam, because um, you brought up two things. One thing is after you recover from your grief, um, you might still have days where you feel sad. And that's okay because you're having a moment where you're remembering something that you miss and those emotions are normal and natural. But the difference is, is after you've recovered or completed those unfinished emotions, it's not that paralyzing, painful grief that you've been living with. It's today. I really miss what I used to have and I'm going to allow myself to feel sad. 
So that's one thing that is a really good point. The second thing is with the grief recovery method, because it's not therapy, um, we're not analyzing, we're not judging, we're not going through all of the processes that you would normally go through in therapy. And so we take a specific incident and we go through four simple steps on that particular incident or that emotion or that relationship or whatever. And we, we discover, we process, and we work through that very quickly. So it is a, a very fast process, but very efficient. That's fascinating. So this is a process where instead of taking a very long time and reliving the trauma, you're right. shortening the time span and also allowing yourself to acknowledge the feelings without reliving the trauma over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. It is. Oh. And uh, the results that I'm seeing, I can't even put into words. It's, it's, it's not emotionally easy to go through because you're probably facing a lot of these emotions for the first time in, in many, many years for some people. But you are actually just going through it without that analysis, with, without anything other than feeling it, without judgment, and bringing it to completion. That's fantastic. So on average, how many sessions would you say a client would have with you to go through this process? Um, the program itself is eight weeks long. So um, if it's in a group, they will come and see me uh, two hours a week for eight weeks. Um, if they're doing it one-on-one, -on -one, they see me one hour a week, and I take that program eight weeks. At the end of that week, eight weeks, they've probably completed maybe one, one to four relationships or events that have affected their life. And then after that, we talk about, okay, where do we go from here? How many more incomplete events or relationships do you have? And how can we proceed now after this eight-week program to finish the grieving process so that everything is, is tied up? The best part about it is once you learn the process, you have it for a lifetime. And that's the best part. So you will go through your life after the grief recovery, and you will still have things that may blindside you, take you off guard, maybe knock your legs out of out from under you that, you know, you just didn't see it coming. But you've got this tool, and you know how to process the emotions and bring to completion those things before they have the ability to get deep-rooted in your subconscious, and then you just relive them over and over and over. I love that, Tammy. And, you know, I really love that you pointed out the piece around lost relationships because at times people aren't really aware that when they go through a divorce or a big move or things like this, they're actually needing to grieve the loss of those relationships and grieve that loss of themselves that, you know, was a part of the relationship that's no longer there. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, let's back up just a little bit. Um, grief itself usually includes three things. It's either things we wished were better, different, or more. It's unresolved or unseen hopes, dreams, and expectations. 
or it's things we wished we had said, things we did say that we weren't sure really were heard, or things we did say but we wish we had an opportunity to say again. And so if you look at those three things and you put that in in the space of a relationship and the breakup of an emotional relationship or a romantic relationship, you can see how all of those fit in so well. And then what you do is you look at these, you discover them, you identify them, and then you do what we call completeness. And so what is that completeness? Well, it's the result of having delivered the emotional communications that, like I say, maybe we never made, um, maybe we felt were never heard, or that need to be said again with someone hearing us say them. And by going through this process, we have the ability or the opportunity to say goodbye to any pain which might be limiting us from accessing those fond memories. And we get to say goodbye to any unmet hopes, dreams, or any expectations we had for the future. So if you take that to a marriage, a long-term relationship, um, it could even be family relationships, estranged relationships, difficult relationships. You have the ability to address those emotions in a safe place, say what you need to say, but not to the person, to me. And that way you can really be honest with your feelings and really process them. That's fantastic. That's really great. And, you know, I love that piece, too, where it's not necessarily creating drama. We're not going to make amends with every person in our past. It's really about being honest with ourselves, revisiting that space, and moving on from it with forgiveness. Absolutely. And you've just, you've just nailed it. The, the, the deeper the healing comes from, number one, the depth of your honesty. And secondly, the forgiveness component is really a foundation of this program. And there's so many definitions that we have in our culture that are so misunderstood. And one of them is guilt. So a lot of people can't forgive or they don't enter that space because they feel guilty. And the actual definition of guilt is an intention to harm another person. And when you think of all the situations your clients have talked to you about guilt, I'll bet if you ask them, now in that situation, did you intend to hurt that person? The answer is almost always no. So we're misled with that definition. And then the other one is forgiveness. And somehow we've embraced that if we forgive someone, we're condoning their actions, we're letting them off the hook, or we need to reestablish a relationship with the person who hurt us. When in fact, forgiveness sets us free. It's not about right or wrong. It's not about condoning actions. It's not about um, dismissing what the other person did. It's about allowing ourselves to release these emotions so the incident or the person can no longer hurt us. And that's the big aha for me when I do this work is how ingrained or entrenched 
these misunderstandings of these words are. And it just keeps the person on the treadmill or on the hamster wheel, whatever you want to call it, because those two words aren't allowing them to move forward in their grief. Absolutely. And, you know, Tammy, I have to say that whole grief and forgiveness piece, those are the two biggest reasons that clients come to see me. Two biggest reasons, because, you know, my work as a psychic medium and also as a coach and healer, that those are the two big things that come up repeatedly. And sometimes this guilt and or forgiveness piece can be over 50, 60 years old. You know, it's not always that last year. I'm not over last year. You know, and people will say to me, like, it's been long enough. When am I going to be over it? And it's really about healing it. It's not about necessarily getting over it. You know, but we live in a society where, you know, in that first week of someone passing, everybody's, you know, very much offering condolences and bringing food and honoring them. But after a couple weeks go by, when the person actually has that opportunity to digest, okay, this is what happened, everyone seems to have already moved on by then. And there's that whole, oh, well, you know, when's she going to get over that? And if we just stop for a moment and think about that in our society, it's not about just getting over it. What do you think, Tammy? Well, you've brought up three things. Um, The first one is let's take it to a death because death is part of grief. After someone has passed, the griever themselves, there's a really good chance they will hear 141 statements. And of those, 19 are helpful. And so why, where's the disconnect? Like, why does that happen? And where it comes from is the supporters to the grievers aren't intentionally, you know, trying to say something that's you know, not helpful. But in the Western culture, we are conditioned to process everything through our mind, our head. We're we're thinkers. And grief is an emotion. It comes from the heart. And so when people are trying to empathize or support the griever, they're doing it intellectually. And that's where the disconnect comes from. So they're saying something that on an intellectual basis absolutely makes sense. But from a heart perspective, it there's, like I say, there's a huge disconnect. And so that leads me into the other two things I'd like to talk about. One is the five stages of grief. Now, as a counselor, I'm sure you were taught these as, um, as a career coach, I was taught them. I wrote a career manual and right in it, it says the five stages of job loss because we were all taught this model. But in fact, Elizabeth Kufler Ross, who created and designed this model, designed the model for someone who had a terminal illness. And so the five stages, the denial and the acceptance, the anger, those sort of things that people go through when they have been diagnosed with a terminal illness, absolutely 100% apply. But in the beginning of her book, she clearly states this has nothing to do with grief. And yet all of us in the healthcare, um, anyone who's involved in supporting other people, we're all given that model to support people through um, their grief or the situation that they're facing. And so what I would like people to hear is 
those may be emotions you feel, or they may not be emotions you feel, but there's not a stage. Grief is unique for every single person who experiences it. And if you and I were sisters and we shared a father and our father passed, we would have two absolutely completely different reactions to his death because our relationship with our father would have been completely unique to us. So that's the one thing. And having used that five stages of grief model so much in my career, that part was really empowering to learn, wait a minute, this doesn't apply to this situation. This applies here. And then the second thing I wanted to mention was because we deal with grief on an intellectual level, because we're so afraid to talk about it in Western culture, we tend to embrace six myths. And the first myth is we're sent a message that our feelings don't matter. So it's like when you were a child and maybe you lost a pet, you know, don't feel bad. And then we're taught the second thing, replace the loss. Our parents aren't intentionally misleading us. They're trying to help, but don't feel bad your dog died. We'll get you another dog. So that's two myths right there. Our feelings don't matter, and we're conditioned to replace the loss. And if you take that back to your relationship question, what's the pattern we learn in high school? Your boyfriend breaks up with you. He breaks your heart, and everyone says, there's lots of fish in the sea. Go find another one. The other part of that is because our feelings don't seem to be recognized, we tend to start to isolate. So that brings us back to what you said about how some of these um, emotions are 20 and 30 years old. Because we've isolated ourselves and we've kind of stepped away, hoping that time is going to heal it. Because that's what we're all told. You know, time will heal all wounds. And while time certainly can shift how we're feeling, time isn't an action. Time is time. And so it's what you do in that time that allows us to heal. And then the final two things about that myth are we're encouraged to stay strong for others, which is really difficult because you can't be anything for anyone else. And so by trying to be strong for someone else, you're denying your feelings. And in denying your feelings, you're not being honest. And now they're being pushed down. And then finally, everyone encourages us to stay busy. And staying busy, again, is just a distraction that allows us to push these emotions even further down until one day we just reach a point where we just can't do this anymore. Absolutely. You brought up so many great points in there. I wouldn't even know where to start, Tammy. But, you know, I really... No, it's great. I I love all of that. And, you know, whether you're in the field of helping others or this is just a message because, you know, everybody experiences loss and everyone knows someone else going through a difficult time. So these are wonderful thoughts that everybody can take back and reflect on and think about, you know, 
how how is grief impacting me and where do I need to do some work and also how can I support others who are going through the grieving process and and I love that you pointed out that you know we I absolutely you're right I learned the same method as you and at textbook it says we go through this and then we go through this and we go through this and certainly in my practice that was never what what my clients experienced so I naturally just went through with this is an ind individual event this is independent of anybody else so where are you at for you and focus that way and then as I moved more into the spiritual aspect of my career um, you know I studied with Lisa Williams extensively and she over and over again would remind us this is the model but everyone is different and everybody will go through it in a different way and they may go from one phase skip in one and jump into the other and then go back to you know everybody is different and it depends on on what their experience is so um, so absolutely and I also love that you pointed out we can have two sisters whose father passes and they will both have a completely independent experience with how they grieve and how they process that information and you know we I'm sure we can all think of how that happens and take a moment to just honor that because in our society I don't feel people are given the time to really process what happens and then reflect back on how it's relevant to them. And those two steps alone can help people really understand this process so much better. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. So Tammy, can you, without naming names or anything like that, can you give us an example of someone who might come to see you or come to one of your groups? And I know in this field, we often have people Every story is independent, but we often see things that are similar. Can you kind of walk us through what it might look like for someone who's coming to see you and um, what are some of the common themes that you work through? I would say um, death, of course, is one because that's usually what brings people here. Um, at least when I first started this work, now work words getting out that it goes beyond that. I would say initially, though, it was the death of a loved one that brought people here. But now um, it's funny you bring up the relationship part because I'm doing much more relationship work. Um, a lot of work-related issues. So grief can exist within an existing relationship. And as you pointed out earlier, how do you navigate that relationship without really engaging in it? And by that, I mean, once you move through the completeness of the emotions around it, you have a choice as to whether you um, re-engage with that person. So if it's a coworker where you're working in the same building, that's much easier to do than if you're on the same team with someone. But what I'm seeing over and over again is when you process the emotions, your energy and your vibration shifts. And as you'll understand, coming from the spiritual world, um, people react to your energy level. And so when you're grieving, your energy is very low. But once you complete those emotions, your vibration goes up. And so people have commented to me that while 
you know, the relationship may be over, especially in the workplace, they are able to engage in workplace activity because the other person is now responding to them differently, which is really cool. And so I would say death relationships, difficult relationships are what are bringing people here. And almost always, not always, but almost always, the issue that brought them to me is not their big one. And so part of the process that we do is we do a loss graph of every loss that you've ever had in your life. And people are overwhelmed by that when I give them that assignment. But you can usually do that in a half an hour to 60 minutes because your subconscious has just been waiting for an opportunity to release this stuff. And so um, they will have all these losses on this graph. And then I really encourage them to just go with whichever one presents first. Don't analyze it. Don't think about it. Just which is the person or the event that you would like to begin with? And so much like everyone says, you peel back the layers of the onion. And people are usually really surprised to find out what the big issue is that's been buried for so long. And this process allows it to come to the surface. It's really cool. That sounds so cool. And you know, Tammy, I can totally see how relevant that would be with the work that I do as well, and how well that would mesh with my coaching and psychic practice as well. Um, yep. So I can really see how it would mesh well with your practices outside of grief recovery, because you're also doing access bars, you also do Reiki. So can you tell us a little bit about that? So when I'm doing grief recovery, I let the grief recovery model stand on its own. And so we are simply working through the steps that um, John James has outlined in the book. Um, but I can use the other modalities in my practice kind of as bookends. So someone may come to see me, say for a bar session, or they might come for Reiki. And during those sessions, the grief starts to present itself. And then I can introduce the grief recovery method as perhaps maybe their next step. When they've completed the grief recovery method, some people are good and away they go and, and that's the end of it. But for other people, it now gives them a very clear perspective of what's left. And then I can access my other modalities, whether it's coaching, like life coaching, whether it's the one command, whether it's access bars, Reiki, personality dimensions. But now they're very clear on what that next step is. Where do I go next from here? So I love that I can bookend the grief recovery with the other things that I do. And it's just a natural fit. It's just a seamless transition. If they choose to stay and, and work a little bit more with me after they've gone through the grief recovery, um, it's very seamless in choosing, okay, where do we go next? That's fantastic. And and as you know, Tammy, and some of our listeners know as well, a really big philosophy that we work from at Grounded Roots Wellness is that healing needs to happen on all levels. So emotionally, constantly, spiritually, and physically all together. So someone could, for example, be in a car accident and 
they go for physio and things like this that they need to go through to heal their physical body, but they're still feeling pain after that process is complete because they are not working through the trauma itself. They're not working on the healing piece. Forgiveness, for example, is a common theme there. So I can totally see how this model would be a wonderful book and for any modality. So definitely, you know, if you're out there and you can identify you've gone through divorce, cancer, an accident, a job loss, um, loss of a parent or loved one, or even a pet, um, you know, think about how the grief recovery method could really benefit you. And definitely think about connecting with Tammy because I know she's absolutely wonderful. And, um, you know, I know she can help you move to the next level of where you're going to go. And the one wonderful thing with grieving, you know, it's not that we replace it. So I love that you pointed out earlier, Tammy, you know, that that example of when a child's pet dies, the parent, you know, says, it's okay, don't be sad, here's another new cute puppy. And, you know, I was trying not to giggle when you were saying that because I know that happened to me, absolutely. Um, and I, I think it's a really common theme that people can really identify with, but no one looks back at it and actually analyzes it. You know what I mean? So definitely there's a lot there and we're told, okay, suppress this loss and instead here's something shiny and new. And we repeat that pattern over and over and over again. You know, like you said, in high school with the boyfriend situation. And then, you know, um, as we get older, if there's a job loss, well, it's okay, just get another one. But we do need to really go through a process where we acknowledge that that was a part of ourselves and now we're moving on to this or something more. But in that moment, it sure doesn't feel like this or something more, does it, Tammy? No, and our bodies, like our physical human bodies, are designed to process emotions. They are built that way. But for some reason in Western culture, we have turned them into storage facilities. And our bodies weren't designed to do that. And so it's very similar to putting a kettle on the stove. So when you put the kettle on the stove and you turn on the heat and the water begins to boil, you get a whistle that tells you, okay, your, your kettle's ready. Now you can go make your tea. But when we use our bodies as a storage facility, it's like someone has put a cork in the end of that steam kettle. And so what happens is the pressure builds. And like most of us, because we stay busy and we don't pay attention to all those whispers of our bodies, um, we're getting all kinds of signs that we've reached kind of our, our maximum, but we ignore it. And then one day, everything just explodes and we don't know why or where it came from. So it becomes very, very important to pay attention to, as you said, the whole part of us and to pay attention to what it is our body's trying to tell us. Absolutely. And, you know, in North America, the number of people suffering from stress-related illness and burnout and pain related to emotion are enormous, enormous. And it really comes down to these things that you're saying of, you know, putting that cork at the end of our kettle allowing that pressure to build, but not understanding where that's actually even coming from or giving ourselves permission to explore it. 
And I think that's a really good point right there, Sam, that permission to explore it. Because so many people, when they first come to see me, and I talk a little bit about the process, and I say we're going to say goodbye, the resistance immediately goes to, I can't forget, I can't say goodbye to this person, I can't do that. And, you know, some people process that statement really quickly, but for others, it's coming to terms with the fact that you're saying goodbye to the pain. You're not saying goodbye to the person. If a person means so much to you, it's impossible to forget them. So it's giving yourself permission to say goodbye to the pain. And what I find over and over again is when you've granted yourself that permission and you've gone through the process of completing the emotions, the memories, those positive memories, the ones that make your heart sing, they really start to become more vivid and vibrant and more alive because now you can allow yourself to go to that place of happiness, the time that you spent with that person without the paralyzing um, grief that made you afraid to look back. And so I often hear people say, I'm lighter, my body feels healthier, and I'm starting to remember things, positive things that I haven't thought of in years. Oh, I love that. I love that. And, you know, certainly I've experienced that as well, you know, helping people move through situations that physical feeling lighter is such a common theme that I hear. So I love that you're hearing that as well. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Tammy, our time is coming close to an end. Um, and I want to make sure that everyone knows how to connect with you because you're such a wonderful resource. So how can our listeners connect with you, Tammy? Uh, they can connect with me several ways. Um, they can uh, reach me on my cell at 519-209-1986. They can visit my website, which is tadams.ca, or they can reach me by email at tdadams at rogers.com. Wonderful. And are you on social media at all? I am. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. And I'm on Instagram. Fantastic. So lots of different ways for all of you to connect with Tammy. And thank you so much, Tammy, for coming today and sharing all about grief recovery. I know you've helped, you're, you've helped so many just from this one show alone. Um, and I know that you're going to help so many more as your practice continues. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for the invitation to be here. And um, it's just so nice to just have this conversation with you. And that's how you've made it feel, simply oh, a conversation. So thank wonderful. you. Wonderful. That's perfect. That's exactly how I want it to sound. And, you know, listeners, we want you to be a part of the conversation. So definitely if you have any feedback, you have any questions, you know, feel free to connect with us. We'd love to share with you more. And if you're looking to find ways to bring different solutions into your world, I actually do have two Certified Coach Federation courses coming up um, next week on April 13th and 14th. So that's a Thursday, Friday. And then also 
May 6th and 7th, which is a Saturday, Sunday, I will be offering the two-day certified coach practitioner course here in Niagara Falls. So if you are listening to the show and you're thinking, wow, I would love to help people. It is not the same as grief recovery. That's a different program. But if you want to learn how to coach people and help people get from A to B, definitely connect with us. Um, and it's a great course to go through, and it really is a way to bring different modalities together into one practice. And you can learn more about that at www.certifiedcoachesfederation.com. And if you're looking to connect with me at all, I would love that. You can always find me on Facebook. The one is Grounded Roots Wellness, Inc., and the other is Sam Black, Certified Coach, Certified Psychic Medium and Wellness coach. So those two pages, I'm fairly active on those. You can find us here in Niagara Falls if you'd like to come for a float or come and meet Chris and I and see how you can bring wellness into every area of your life. You can find our website at www.groundedrootswellness.ca. And one last really fun event coming up is next Friday, April 14th at the Greg Fruin Theater here in Niagara Falls. We will be having an evening with spirit. Um, hosted by Spiritual Niagara. So myself and three other mediums will be delivering messages from your loved ones, and tickets are on sale at Eventbrite. So just look for an easy Greg for Theater. All right, everyone, that's everything. I'm sending you all so much love, and thank you for being here. And, you know, I want you all to really listen to what the family. She offered us so much wisdom and insight tonight. And definitely, you can go forward in your world, offer yourself forgiveness and permission to play and explore, and it will make the world of difference. All right, everyone, have a wonderful weekend, and I will look forward to connecting with you all again very soon. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.